0: What happiness actually is feels impossible to define in words. Even supposing you could do so, you'd presumably end up with as many different definitions as there are people on the planet. All of which means it's tempting to conclude that how can we be happy is simply the wrong question. That we might as well resign ourselves to never finding the answer and get on with something more productive instead. But could there be a third possibility? Besides the futile effort to pursue solutions that never seem to work, on the one hand, and just giving up on the other. After several years reporting on the field of psychology as a journalist, I finally realized that there might be. I began to think that something united all those psychologists and philosophers, and even the occasional self-help guru, whose ideas seemed actually to hold water. The startling conclusion at which they had all arrived in different ways was this, that the effort to try to feel happy is often precisely the thing that makes us miserable, and that it is our constant efforts to eliminate the negative, Insecurity, uncertainty, failure, or sadness, that is what causes us to feel so insecure, anxious, uncertain, or unhappy. They didn't see this conclusion as depressing, though. Instead, they argued that it pointed to an alternative approach, a negative path to happiness, that entailed taking a radically different stance towards those things that most of us spend our lives trying hard to avoid. It involved learning to enjoy uncertainty, embracing insecurity, stopping trying to think positively, becoming familiar with failure, even learning to value death. In short, all these people seemed to agree that in order to be truly happy, we might actually need to be willing to experience more negative emotions, or at the very least to learn to stop running quite so hard from them. Which is a bewildering thought, and one that calls into question not just our methods for achieving happiness but also our assumptions about what happiness really means. These days, this notion certainly gets less press than the admonition to remain positive at all times, but it's a viewpoint with a surprisingly long and respectable history. You'll find it in the works of the Stoic philosophers of ancient Greece and Rome, who emphasised the benefits of always contemplating how badly things might go. It lies deep near the core of Buddhism, which counsels that true security lies in the unrestrained embrace of insecurity, in the recognition that we never really stand on solid ground, and never can. It underpins the medieval tradition of memento mori, which celebrated the life-giving benefits of never forgetting about death. And is what connects New Age writers, such as the best-selling spiritual teacher Eckhart Tolle, with more mainstream recent work in cognitive psychology on the self-defeating nature of positive thinking this same negative approach to happiness also helps explain why so many people find mindfulness meditation so beneficial, why a new generation of business thinkers are advising companies to drop their obsession with goal setting and embrace uncertainty instead, and why, in recent years, some psychologists have reached the conclusion that pessimism may often be as healthy and productive as optimism. At the bottom of all this lies the principle that the countercultural philosopher of the 1950s and 60s, Alan Watts, echoing Aldous Huxley, labelled the law of reversed effort, or the backwards law. The notion that in all sorts of contexts, from our personal lives to politics, all this trying to make everything right is a big part of what's wrong. Or to quote Watts, that when you try to stay on the surface of the water, you sink, but when you try to sink, you float and that insecurity is the result of trying to be secure. In many cases, wrote Huxley, the harder we try with the conscious will to do something, the less we shall succeed. The negative path to happiness is not an argument for bloody-minded contrarianism at all costs. You won't do yourself any favours by walking into the path of oncoming buses, say, rather than trying to avoid them. Nor should it be taken as implying that there's necessarily anything wrong with optimism. A more useful way to think of it Is as a much-needed counterweight to a culture fixated on the notion that optimism and positivity are the only possible paths to happiness. Of course, many of us are already healthily sceptical when it comes to positive thinking. But it's worth noting that even most people who disdain the cult of optimism, as the philosopher Peter Venezzi calls it, end up subtly endorsing it. They assume that since they cannot or will not subscribe to its ideology, Their only alternative is to resign themselves to gloom or a sort of ironic curmudgeonhood instead. The negative path is about rejecting this dichotomy and seeking instead the happiness that arises through negativity rather than trying to drown negativity out with relentless good cheer. If a fixation on positivity is the disease, this approach is the antidote.